This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who have gone through absolute caca give you advice on how to get to the other side of yours. I am thrilled today and honored to be here with Marcy Moberg. Marcy, thank you so much for joining me and welcome. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. Marcy, I'm going to give you the mic to introduce yourself. So would you please let us know who you are and where you're from and how you keep busy during the day. Yes, I am an intuitive coach and healer, and I work with sensitive souls to empower them to hear and trust, act on their intuition, their inner voice. I live in Washington, D.C., and what keeps me busy during the day is one-on-one -on -one deep healing work with clients. Um, sometimes I'm writing blogs for platforms like Mind Body Green. I'm recording and editing my own podcast, Tune In with Marcy or leading a course. And then when I'm not doing work stuff, I'm, I'm taking care of a uh, sheltered dog that I adopted. Her name's Juju and my African gray parrot or meditating or journaling. Yeah. I love the ways that you stay busy. So great. Marcy, so where I'm going now is, as you know, this is a podcast by and for women who've gone through some traumatic stuff, some rough stuff. So what I'd love for you to do is to summarize for us what you've gone through and what was the worst part. <clears throat> yeah. So the summary thing is challenging, right? <laughs> because um, my, my story actually is, it's a, it's a lot. Um, I have, I'm a survivor of childhood and adult um, chronic complex trauma. So I've, I've been in this long process of healing from comp com complex PTSD and that stems from having sexual, psychological, and physical abuse. Um, I've also experienced um, really devastating divorce. I've experienced domestic violence. I've experienced chronic illness, which includes Lyme disease and endometriosis and ovarian cysts. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of my story has been this process of um, things falling apart and not really aligning in different ways. I think the worst part for me was many years ago when I was still married at the time, I was in a really unhealthy relationship. I was experiencing domestic violence. My body was completely falling apart. I was on the kitchen floor, like just crying and sobbing and wondering to myself how I, as a strong independent woman, had ended up in a situation where I was in abuse. I was in a career that didn't feel like it aligned with who I was. I had created a life that from the outside appeared successful, but inside was not aligned with my soul. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to change it. I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the support system to really help me come out of that spot. And to be honest, I didn't know if I would make it out alive to the other side. Wow. And wow. And wow. Again, I mean, that's like, that is, um, that's like what sounds to me like caca piled on caca piled on caca. I mean, just that, that's just so much. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it, I don't, I mean, I don't, can't even say from my own experience, I've been through trauma and I know a lot of people who've been through trauma. I can't say from my own experience what it takes to, to get to, um, to get to, the other side, if that's even a meaningful phrase, you know mm. what I'm saying? Um, what I would love to know is 
what is it like for you being where you are now? Um, I know you do healing work and it seems to me that you are on the other side of, of, of some of what you've gone through. Let me just ask it this way. Based on where you are right now, what's the best thing about being where you are right now and what, you've, what you have achieved to process what you've gone through? Yeah, I think the best thing about where I am now is I am so much more aligned in myself and most of all, I, I would say integrated. I've really integrated uh, a lot of the pieces of myself that were not fully integrated before. And in that kind of more loving acceptance of my whole self, then I, I in, a, in, in different skill sets, I, I'm just so much more able to deal with whatever life brings me. Of mm -hmm. course, also the fact that I'm just kind of not in that situation where I'm feeling so overwhelmed and I'm feeling a lot more i would say in my power because i've done this work of really tending to the different parts of myself the different wounds that led me to end up in a situation like that and miss kind of red flags along the way mm -hmm. and so um right now i would say just a lot more wholeness is what i feel amazing so i'm hearing integration i'm hearing wholeness um yeah and I'm going to go off the script here. How in the world did you do that? And, and who helped you along the way? Um, a lot of people. It was really hard because I had a lot of shame around what I was experiencing. I was really, one of my trauma coping mechanisms was to be really good at masking things. So I was excellent at looking and appearing like everything was great. Yeah. And no one in my life, and I literally mean no one in my life, knew what was happening for me. Um, so for through a series of circumstances after really that moment of being kind of on the floor, mm -hmm. I ended up in a workshop at a yoga studio that I um, attended. And it turned out that the person that led the workshop, who was one of my favorite teachers, was a life coach. And that something inside of me that intuitively just moved me to know that I needed to start work. That's how I ended up hiring my first coach, which really helped me to get back in touch with my inner voice that I had put on the sidelines. You know, that's really how I got to that place. I had stepped away from my own inner truth and wisdom and was just in a place of worrying about everyone else, like all the shoulds around my, my life, all the shoulds around my career path, um, caretaking for my uh, husband at that time. And so that was really the turning point. And then from there, it was just like one thing after the other, the universe, once I started taking a step in the direction of saying, okay, I need help and I'm going to do something about this. Then I started getting more healers that kind of just naturally found me different spiritual teachers that found me that shared different practices that helped me shamans, a therapist, acupuncturist. Like I, it was literally like a whole team of people over a lot of years mm -hmm. that slowly step by step gave me the skills, the tools and a new perspective to be able to come back to myself. That is amazing. And that the fact that it didn't happen, happen overnight, something like that, I, I would think just would not be psychologically, emotionally or spiritually possible really quickly. No, it's not. And I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> It, yeah, it's it's not, and and I think that a lot of times when people kind of oversimplify those those shift those like dramatic transformation stories, 
sometimes they don't include the really difficult messiness along the way, you know, which included for me in my case because of my traumatic past, which then set me up for having certain, you know, kind of conditions and kind of neural pathways really that led me into an abusive relationship. Once I started dating again, I ended up in an abusive dynamic again. It wasn't physical, yeah. but it, I, I, you know, it, it was abusive and then I was able to catch it sooner. And then the next person I, you know, dated was a little bit healthier. And then it was like slowly step by step by step. For example, in that relationship dynamic, I was able to slowly align myself, um, into more of a healthy relationship until the point where I am today now, um, married happily and in the very, like a very thriving, healthy relationship that I didn't know existed. I would say, you know, 13 years ago. I'm so happy for you. That is Thank you. <laughs> that is really wonderful. I mean, I, I just get so much out of talking with folks who've gone through a transformation, who have worked their asses off to get there, and who also have been open enough, understanding enough, and humble enough to seek help. And there can be, I mean, I know from being a life coach, there can be negative biases against life coaches, healers, people who are kind of on like a soft side or whatever. I think that, I think our society has come a long way in being accepting of therapy and being mm. accepting of working with therapists, but lots of different other um, healers and helpers of other kinds, I think are still somewhat on the fringes. And I just want to say, I feel that you are living proof that working with excellent different types of professionals and healing and helping professionals is something that can go such a long way to unraveling complex trauma and complex PTSD and giving people, giving people wholeness again. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's part of what led me into the work that I do today. I mean, I, one of my main mentors is a trauma therapist and, and I, I love her and I love that field. However, in my process, um, because, because of like all these different healers that I worked with and different kind of modalities were really what took me, I would say, I don't want to say across the finish line, but took me so much further mm -hmm. than where a, just a therapeutic container could have taken me. Mm -hmm. That was really what eventually also moved me into the work that I do today um, because I knew that people, that there, there are just certain things that can't be held in that container. Each one has its own place. And I really do think when you're dealing with a complex situation like that, you really need a team. And that's, that's what I did. And it's not that I had a lot of resources. I didn't. I was a, at that point a single person, a divorcee, living in a really expensive city, not making a large salary. It's rather that I decided that that was as important to me as like food and water so it meant that I cut out certain things. Like I didn't have, I didn't own a mattress for a long time. I slept on the floor and I made a lot of decisions that some people may think are extreme, but were, were really important to me because of where I am today. For me, it was this recognition. Like I, I need a team of support to get to the other side of this so that I can number one, just be alive. And number two, so that eventually I can thrive in the way that I know that I am meant to. You've got some intuition, girlfriend. You've got some <laughs> intuition. I mean, no, I mean, it's so good. Like what, what seems clear to me is, is you prioritized it. You prioritized yeah. it. I mean, there's so many people, so many potential clients who come to me and they find out about my work and they say, well, I couldn't afford that right now. And I'm like, how can you afford not to do this? 
-hmm. if, if what you're telling me is true and you're in this place where you're not, you're, you're not in alignment with yourself, you're not in alignment with your soul. Um, I'm not going to go off about this, but, but basically how can you afford not to, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think everyone has a different burning point is what I call it. All of yeah. us have different burning points, right? Mm -hmm. And because of who I am and, and my background and the amount of um, like denial, I would say that I did as, as a coping mechanism of like, everything's fine. I can do this. I can dance with this. I'm very independent. I can figure this out. I can fix it. I can problem solve because I, I did that for so long. Then my burning point, I would say, was maybe a little bit bigger or deeper than some people. So, you know, for example, my clients, I would say generally, thankfully don't get to the same burning point that I do uh, and that I did. And, um, and my hope is that they don't and that that's why they work with someone like me or someone like you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's ideal if someone asks for help proactively, but how many of, how many of us really are that proactive and that wise and, you know, yes. especially of us who are so high functional, you know, high functioning. Yes, exactly. And th that was my discovery is there are so many of us that are really high functioning. And I didn't really fully recognize that um, until clients started coming to me. And then I started, you know, meeting basically myself in earlier phases of my life and realized, oh, wow, there's a lot of, especially women, a lot of very, really high functioning, successful women that are suffering greatly in secret underneath. You know, one could almost say that that's the female condition. One could almost say that. Yeah. But that's another whole topic. That's another <laughs> um, So Marcy, I would love to know, I'd love to know, I have been finding that women who are really kick-ass women who've come through some major, major rough stuff and come out on that other side tend to travel in packs. So I'm wondering, is there anyone who comes to mind for you who is a brave warrior and who would be an amazing guest on this podcast. Maybe someone who's inspired you along the way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my, when I was thinking about this, my list could be really long. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but the two people that immediately come to my mind today, I would say is, um, Paige Valdersi and she's, uh, she was my, she's my mentor and she is uh, a trauma therapist and she really is, has been pivotal in really unpacking um, my past, my really, really complex, long past. Um, so she's been really pivotal in helping me understand the layers of complex PTSD and how one heals from that. And she herself has a, a really remarkable journey of supporting her husband through um, Lyme disease. And then the other person that comes to my mind is Asia Suler. And Asia Suler is um, an herbalist, but she's more than, I would say, just an herbalist. She also has gone through a lot of health conditions. She previously had Lyme. Um, and she's just a really bright light, I think, in the world. Uh, and very, I, I, I really like her work and what she does because she's very, I think, grounded, mm -hmm. um, which feels really important these days. Awesome. Thank you so much for those recommendations. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm going to reach out. Marcy, we're really getting to the big nugget here, which is what, what is some advice that you would give to our listeners, to women who are going through the caca right now on how to get to that other side? Yeah, I would tell them first that they need to put intuition into the CEO position of their life. Mm, so love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You need to like reorganize the inner table and intuition needs to come into the CEO position. Then, you know, I imagine, and because this is usually the question I get next, which is, well, okay, how do I do that? How do I actually start to honor that? And there's a lot of ways you can do that, but a simple way is to really start to create more space in your life to connect your heart, to connect your heart space, really allowing some stillness. And it doesn't take like, you know, half an hour of meditation or something. You can just start, everyone has five minutes. That's what I tell people to do. Just start with five minutes, get quiet, get into your heart space, know what is it actually physically feel like right now what sensations can you actually be in touch with and then ask your heart dear heart what would you have me know right now and listen dear heart what would you have me know right now and listen and get into that process of listening and you may not hear anything for a while and that's okay it's just the practice of turning towards that part of you and my experience is it's like intuition metaphorically has been calling on the phone for a long time if you're in a really difficult situation, especially if you have any physical symptoms, you have anxiety, you have depression, that to me is literally intuition trying to scream through your nervous system, through your body's physiology to say, hey, this is not right. Some things are misaligned. You're missing something here. And so when we can kind of start to consciously, you know, kind of dial in and then wait for the phone call to come back, <laughs> then the connection can start to be rebuilt. And that's really your, your kind of courting intuition. So that's why I tell people, you have to start courting your intuition at the beginning, start to really kind of call it. And you can do that by connecting to your heart. The other thing I would say is really being mindful of your pace. I think that um, so many of us, when we get to that place where we're going through a lot of difficulty, we want to get out of it fast, 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 fast. Mm -hmm. But Sometimes what ends up happening is when we want to move out of something quickly, we can look for quick fix solutions, which are a band-aid. And then sometimes the crash is even harder, uh -huh. um, you know, and especially if you have a history of trauma, like I did and a lot of my clients do, when we move too fast, we unintentionally kind of re-traumatize ourselves along the way because we're kind of, you know, trauma is all about not having control about pace and kind of intensity and everything that's happening in our environment and to us. And so by really allowing ourselves to slow down, so what does that look like? It can literally be like just slowing down your gait while you're walking up to the house, like just slowing down in how you're chopping the vegetables that night. Just, just see if you can like slow the pace down in whatever you're actually physically doing and then also enroll support like i can't emphasize that enough support is really important um, i highly recommend professional support because i do think that when we're in a really difficult situation we need a third party that's not attached to what's happening with us like outside of us to give us a different perspective i don't believe i would be here today where i am without all of the one-on-one -on -one support i received in addition to that we need to think about like okay who in our lives, in our relationships, friendships, do we feel loved, safe, and secure with? Yes. And enroll them and nurture those connections and lean on them and, and, um, and you know, allow yourself to really connect to them more. A lot of times people will start to isolate themselves because they don't want to quote unquote burden people. Mm -hmm. Right? But mutual supportive relationships, like people want to support you. They, they want to support you. So allow them to support you. Marcy, you're just covering it all here. I mean, what? <laughs> seriously, everything that you just said, so much wisdom in what you just said. 
I particularly love what you're talking about with slowing down Mm. and with, I think there's so much power in slowing down. There's so much power too in the non-response, like instead of being reactive or even instead of being responsive to something that comes up that normally is very stimulating to us or that normally kind of, you know, is like a little taser into our nervous system, whether it's some kind of trigger, some kind of high conflict person who's involved, who Mm. in our lives, who kind of says something to kind of, you know, poke you with that taser, whatever it is, some kind of stimulus. I think there's so much to be said for just like deciding to not react or respond mm-hmm. and to sit yeah, and to wait. And as you said, provide those moments of pause of just saying, what could be the worst thing that, that would happen if I don't respond to this email for two days? What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. Or just <laughs> sleep on it. That's like I tell people all the time, just sleep on it. And you get a text message like, like sleep on it. Um, if you're living, you know, it's more difficult if you're living with someone and you're having a tense dynamic, like just allow yourself to ask for some space, go into the other room to allow yourself to de-escalate so that you can really get underneath what you're feeling because so often the initial response is only the surface level of what's actually happening. We need time to kind of metaphorically sink down into the depths of what's actually happening for us. And if we sit with a simple question like, well, what, what is this really about? What is this really about? And we give ourselves space and time to kind of sink deeper and deeper with that, then we can get more clarity about what's actually happening. Oh, I recognize I didn't express this need. Oh, I recognize that I felt really rejected. Oh, I recognize that I didn't communicate this. Oh, I recognize that I'm feeling cornered, whatever that is. But we can't really recognize it clearly unless we actually slow down, we take the space and we do some inquiry with it and explore. Absolutely. And as I imagine you would agree with, tell me if I'm wrong, I I believe that the answers are absolutely in there. If you don't take the time and you don't enter the stillness, you'll never get the answers. And yeah. instead, what will happen is you'll get the you, you'll get the depression, you'll get the anxiety, you'll get the chronic illness. You, your body will be giving you all of these like major, major, major red flaming flags, and that doesn't have to happen if we cultivate the practice of being still, asking ourselves, our heart that question. So concrete, so helpful. Yeah, and it, it takes time and space, and in a world of social media clicks and (laughs) fast moves, people don't really want to slow down, but it really is like, there's a reason that this kind of ancient advice and and metaphorical kind of like technology has been around for so long because it does work, but it's um, it's kind of the slow and steady track versus the quick and fast track. Um, But the slow and steady track is sustainable. That creates long lasting change. Mm. Perfect. So Marcy, on a totally different topic, since we're all about being epic, if you could have any superpower that you don't already have, what would it be? Yeah, I thought about this a lot because I teach people how to tap into their inner senses, which I think is really a superpower. Um, And I also thought about ways that maybe we could go back and change things. And I realized that I wouldn't change anything because actually I wouldn't be the person I am today. So then I decided that a superpower that would just be fun would be flying because 
flying like birds are my spirit animal. I love birds. I have one at home. Um, I've always felt very deeply connected to birds. So I'd love to be able to fly and, um, and to be able to have that freedom to be able to travel wherever I want and not have to worry about, you know, airlines and, uh, <laughs> airlines and security lines and all that kind of stuff. And just to be able to even get over traffic and stuff like that. Totally. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being my guest today. Where can we find you online? Yeah, people can find me at my website at www.marcymoberg.com. I'm also on Instagram. My handle's at Marcy Moberg and Facebook at Joy with Marcy. And wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen to me at Tune In with Marcy. Awesome. I'm psyched to check out your podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I love it. Cool title. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Nikki Bruno with Marcy Moberg on the Epic Comeback Podcast. For more information about staging an epic comeback in your life after going through a traumatic experience, please go to theepiccomeback.com.